Welcome to Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our service accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, it's Sally here with Service Accommodation Secrets, the podcast, and also videoing this too. So this is all about coronavirus and also known as COVID-19 and what we can do to protect our staff, guests and also to keep our businesses moving forward well in what has been declared by the World Health Organization as a public health emergency of international concern and here in the UK where we are based uh, it has been declared as a major incident by the Prime Minister and the UK government and they have things in place in regards to that and I will post links um, on the Facebook group Service Accommodation Secrets group of where you can get more information from those government sites to help you and it's not to um, raise alarm that I wanted to talk about this, far from it. Um, what I would like to do is um, promote being um, patient and acting with reason and educating our staff and our teams and really spreading calm about this because although we do have to take precautions and advise our teams and our you know cleaning staff in particular and talk to our guests about this um, actually having um, key health and safety policies and taking care of people is always paramount in our business but we do of course have this um, increased uh, level of concern with coronavirus currently particularly for vulnerable groups so the frail elderly, very young children. And just to go through a few facts initially, then I'm going to move into what we can do about it in terms of our business and what we need to do about it in terms of keeping people safe. And then what to do about it in terms of, you know, bookings, refunds, uh, rebooking, those kinds of things, and the government advice and what they're doing about it. Because, you know, it is... um something that we just have to work through and use some common sense and uh, sensible guidelines have policy in place of how to deal with this because we want everybody to be well and we don't want to be spreading this and we want it to be contained so the first thing is that um, in the UK I think I was going to do a live about this on Thursday I think there were about 88 cases that morning it said it has actually risen um, in the UK so in the UK we're actually at 273 cases today which is Sunday the 8th of March and um, we've had an increase of 64 cases two people have very sadly died and they were vulnerable and unwell already just to point out 18 people have recovered and so that leaves us 253 sort of current cases 
and I think about 23,000 people have been tested. And of course there are other strains of flu that people will be getting and colds and all that sort of thing at the moment in any case, but we have to watch various things like where people are traveling from and to and returning from. So uh, what are the symptoms of this viral infection? So a cough, high temperature, sore throat, runny nose, shortness of breath, and all of these things of course are very similar to the common cold, um, onset of flu, things like that, so it's not that unusual. Um, and so the key thing is to think about where people have um, just arrived from, if they've arrived in your country, so if people have arrived in the UK for us, um, and from where. And so on the government site there's a list of countries that are particularly um, uh, key because they've got very high incidence of coronavirus currently. And um, also if you've been in touch or in contact with anybody who has, um, you know, returned from those areas of you're working with somebody from there and obviously if there's somebody diagnosed with it in your place of work. So all of those things are really important. Um, so the next thing is that um, we want to communicate to our staff um, about what they need to do. So if they feel unwell and also, um, you know, when they're actually at work, what precautions can they take? And also what kind of activities do you need to do at your service departments, your service accommodation or your, you know, say house? And what do you need to do there? And then the various policies that people like Airbnb have got going on and also practically what you can do. Because there are going to be pros and cons with this. It's not purely going to be a negative. And, um, you know, a lot of people who travel, travel for work, they might already be here. So there are lots of different things that I can go through as well. Um, but the absolute key thing is that um, good hygiene is at the root of all this. So um, in, in our country, we have a lot of other diseases, not to scare you, but there's things like TB. You know, there are a lot of other things. People get sepsis and they are really serious. And so hand washing and, you know, doing this properly and thoroughly is always really key and good protection for your teams. And, you know, using sanitizers, um, which you would provide for your staff. And um, a lot of people actually are carrying their own. But um, so I want to go into a bit more detail of that now. What will we actually do in terms of our teams? So if your staff have any of the symptoms um, that we just went through, so the cough, the high temperature, sore throat, runny nose, shortness of breath, um, have they had direct contact with anyone who's travelled from any of the effective area, affected areas? So um, China, South Korea, uh, Iran, Italy. There's a specific list on the government site which I'm going to list out um, in the Facebook group. But all of those areas, um, if anyone's had uh, contact with people from there, then um, they're potentially um, got that 
infection. So they need to check that. Or have they just come back from those areas? And there are specific things that you have to do if you think you may have got in contact with somebody or you may have um, had that contact yourself. And there is um, NHS guidelines on this. So it tells you exactly what to do um, if you have, have had a situation. So could your symptoms be coronavirus? Well, they could be, but they could just be normal cold or flu. Okay, so what you first have to do is in the UK is dial 111. You don't go to your doctor's surgery or um, any other, you know, the chemist, anything like that. Stay where you are. Um, and if you haven't been in close contact with somebody who's got a confirmed case of coronavirus, or if you haven't been to one of those countries, then it's very unlikely to be that anyway. Okay, so if you think you have, then as I say, phone 111 and that's what you do. Okay, so um, also what you need to do is um, just use that one one service if you think you somebody from your family has just come back from that area so get professional advice first I'm not going to give you professional advice because I'm not a professional but phoning one 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 and getting that advice for your particular situation is the key thing so um, the the prevention for anyone never mind your teams is to wash your hands more than normal and do it correctly so there's um the whole way of doing it people talk about doing it while you sing happy birthday twice but for at least 20 seconds but i've always had a really high standard of hygiene so i'd always wash my hands like this and then like that and you're supposed to do it through your fingers around your thumbs and do it with soap but make your hands wet first and then rinse them but yeah really common sense thorough hand washing which not everybody does uh, and <clears throat> excuse me um if you um are you know out and about then wash your hands if you blow your nose or sneeze or cough wash your hands if you're going to handle or eat food wash your hands beforehand and always use soap and water um or you can use a hand sanitizer but i think hand washing is probably the most important thing i would say and don't get your hands on your face so try not to touch your face you know we're always like wiping our eyes and all that kind of thing and one of the things that is said that um although some people like to wear um face masks um there's no evidence that that protects you necessarily because I think it can get in other ways they're not quite sure how it spreads but actually it would stop you touching your face so in that way it may help but so it's more that kind of thing okay so you only need to um, self-isolate if you're advised to do so when you phone 111 that's in the UK so in terms of our people you know our teams working um, as long as they're, you know, all of your teams are well, the key thing is that they wash their hands, but also give them gloves to wear. So protective gloves, whether you want that to be normal kind of um, working gloves or the disposable kind of sort of more like surgical gloves, it's up to you. Um, also, 
make sure that um, they use you've got hand sanitizer available for them to use or as I say some of my team they want to use their own and some of my team a bit divided in opinion want to just wash hands and that's absolutely fine but at your property what you want to be doing is making sure that everything that guests touch a lot of the time is disinfected so things like light switches door handles, you know, various knobs, your um, remotes and toilets, obviously. Um, if you've got lifts, then the call buttons, door handles, um, all of these things. And make sure that all of those things that are touched a lot, uh, all of your bathroom area, all of your kitchen area is well disinfected. And you can get really um, good sort of fragrant disinfectants. They don't have to be the really strong sort of phenol, Dettol type thing other disinfectants are available so you know make sure that these things are all being thoroughly cleaned and when you do a, a really deep um, SA clean which we do every time anyway then you're going to have a high standard of hygiene and cleanliness anyway and the next thing is that your guests aren't usually going to be in the property when you're cleaning or when you're teams are cleaning so you're not going to have that direct contact but um, the virus because it's a virus um, it can potentially be alive on surfaces so that's why you have to make sure that you disinfect as well and lots of people say oh hand sanitizer doesn't really help um, disinfectant doesn't really help but it does because it helps to break down the walls of the virus even though it's not bacterial and antibiotics therefore can't work on it and therefore antibacterial products in theory can't work on it it does actually diminish its strength and break it down i'm told as i say i'm not the expert in the uk it's phoning the 111 that's a key thing but it's really important to give your um, team guidance and then it's up to them you know uh, to take on board and do that but you really want to be guiding them to do that and uh, you know frequent hand washing is obviously really key um, the government I think do advise is it in there I'm just trying to check I think they do advise less handshakes and obviously you know some people I know who run things like courses have cancelled because they perhaps had a two or three day um booking of a room um if people are say i don't know 20 to 30 people maybe more going to be in the same room over that period of time and travel from all over to be together then potentially that is more likely to um uh, have a spread of something any kind of virus um you know if one person's got a cold in a small group then people would tend to get it but coronavirus is that much more um, infectious apparently so I'm just giving guidelines here okay so um, if you are asked to self-isolate or if any of your team are asked to self-isolate um, it means that you have to stay at home not go to work um, not use public transport and um, ask friends and family members to do errands for you and try and avoid visitors being at your home because the government are all about trying to actually contain this so um, they're 
talking about um, containing it. So that means they detect early cases, follow up on close contacts and prevent the disease taking hold for as long as possible and then delaying the spread of the disease they're putting a lot of um, resources into this and you know if it does spread more they're trying to reduce the peak impact and um, making sure that you know there's less chance of, of people getting getting infected and they're doing more research to better understand the virus and the actions that they're taking will lessen its effect on the population. So if it's treatment that we can have, it would um, reduce the strength of the symptoms. And uh, if they're able to develop things like vaccines, potentially, that's what they'll be doing. And they're mitigating the effects of the disease by providing the best care possible for the people who become ill. Um, to support hospitals, to maintain essential services and it says here ensure ongoing support for people ill in the community to minimise the effects. So there's a lot going on in terms of support and you know containing, uh, delaying the spread research to you know to find out how we can make sure people get better or don't get it and mitigate the effects of the disease in the UK as I'm sure that is worldwide. Um, now in terms of your guests who are coming, if you have bookings through Airbnb, they have a whole policy in place and um, so if guests are coming from any of the areas that are listed, so China, South Korea, all of these areas, then they have a policy in place um, of um, extenuating circumstances policy. That's the word I'm searching for. And it basically means that people can cancel and they won't get penalties. If we have guests coming to stay with us who are from those countries, we are allowed to cancel without any penalties to us, without losing superhost status. Now, of course, a lot of people will still want to travel and need to travel for work, but if people are ill, obviously they won't be coming anyway. Um, and really it's going to depend on your own policy about your um, refunds and things like that. Perhaps you can move dates for people if they request it. Um, if people are just worried, then actually I think your normal cancellation policy will come into place if it's not to do with any of the severely affected areas. And I will list those out shortly. Uh, but the main thing I think is to think about the fact that although you may get cancellations, and I think potentially in certain areas, perhaps London, you know, major cities, there may be some, you'll also get people potentially staying longer who are already here because they can't necessarily go back and they want to keep working so they don't want to return. So I know some operators who've already had um, bookings because of the virus so you know it is going to have um, various effects and I think one of the things that we can do is just keep um, being diligent and uh, looking after our teams looking after our guests making sure we have good communication with them finding out if they're okay and also 
you know, letting more people know that you're out there. So don't stop doing your marketing. Don't think, oh, you know, it's all going wrong. Keep doing your marketing because if some people think, oh, okay, I'm going to close, that sort of thing, and you've got everything in place to keep things working and, you, you know, we're not in a state of lockdown or anything like that, you can just keep on with your business. You may have a lot of people coming from within the UK in any case. And uh, so just keep doing your marketing as well. And we just keep, you know, level on this because obviously this is um, an unusual situation. So it is a major incident, but we do have a lot of other diseases and um, always have to bear in mind our guests and our team's health and safety and have excellent hygiene standards in any case. So I think that's a really important thing to remember. Now, there are some people who've been um, in the community who are on various panels and experts. So um, we'll be looking to share posts and, um, you know, factual information from them. But the key thing is, I think, is the government websites actually have a great deal of information. And um, so they've got advice on traveling um, from and to certain areas. So I will, as I say, share those links so the key places are if you're returning from iran um hubei province in china the lockdown areas in northern italy which um are i'm going to list them out now as Lomb in lombardy um there are uh, there's codogno castellone dada castelpuetelengo fombio maleo Sumaglia, sorry about my accent, Botonico, Terranova di Passarini, Castel Garundo, and San Fiorano. In Veneto, um, it's Vogueneo, probably not said that right. Um, and in um, South Korea, there are special care zones. Don't know how to say this at all. It's Daegu, D A E G U and um kyondo so c-h-e-o-n-g-d-o so you can look on the government websites and see that so special care zones in south korea um and it says if you've traveled to the uk from the following places in the last 14 days so and you have a cough high temperature or shortness of breath even if your symptoms are mild um, stay indoors and avoid contact with other people. So if you've just come from mainland China, outside of Hubei province, Italy, outside of lockdown areas, South Korea, outside special care zones, Cambodia, Hong Kong, Japan, Laos, Macau, Malaysia, Myanmar, Singapore, Taiwan, Thailand and Vietnam. And then don't just stay indoors for 14 days. As soon as you come back, phone 111, um, which is the online coronavirus service, to find out what to do. Don't go to the surgery, pharmacy or hospital. Um, if you're in Scotland, call your GP and or NHS 24 um, on 111 out of hours. In Wales, call 111. And in Northern Ireland, call 111. So um, apologies for the shocking pronunciation there. But there is a risk level. As I say, there are more cases. But 
18 people have already recovered. Um, there were only, I think, um, 88 cases last Thursday I mentioned, and now it has increased, but then they've also tested a lot more people. So I think the main thing is not to be fearful, but to be, you know, just pragmatic about this, look at the facts, look at the things to do, and basically have in place all of these good hygiene regimes and online you can look at how to wash your hands but just be really thorough i think i've always been amazingly thorough partly because my dad did national service overseas and he was a medic and he showed me how to wash your hands really thoroughly and i think i've got a bit um bit ocd on it if i'm honest but yeah obviously washing hands completely vital that would also include um scrubbing nails and things like that you know when when you're and teams have finished their shifts, advise them to do all of those things and just be absolutely thorough, but also give them things like the sanitizer, the gloves as well. And make sure that your properties are amazingly, beautifully clean, ready for your guests. And yeah, open a line of communication with your guests to make sure they're okay. Keep marketing your business so it keeps uh, thriving and flourishing. Okay then guys, so hopefully this will um, continue in um, calm manner and it will be well managed I'm sure because we have an excellent NHS service in the UK, everywhere else in the world I know they're going to be am amazing professionals working on this really hard so we're really grateful to all of the professionals and in fact um, my supervisor she's got her family are actually in um, some of these public services. So she's like, you know, they're going to be exposed to it. But it's all the case of making sure that, you know, you're doing your best to look after each other, look after your hygiene and, you know, keeping an eye on proceedings, really looking out for the expert advice. So there, there's some guidelines for you and some encouragement to stay calm and just keep doing more of the right things. Okay guys, take care. Sharing the secrets of success.